against U.S. products. Then again, the U.S. is the world's largest economy. It could do the same to other countries willy-nilly. That's what this debate is about. Were we better off before the WTO when we could throw our muscle around freely? Or are we better off operating within a system of rules that are the same for all countries? Ted Alden is a senior fellow at the Council on Foreign Relations. He says in decades past, the U.S. was the big guy in world trade, and we could set the rules because of that. We are not as big a guy as we were back in the 1980s. The risk, when you have a bunch of big guys and no rules of the game, is a fight. In this case, also known as a trade war. In New York, I'm Sabri Beneshore for Marketplace. Dow 20,000, not so fast. We'll have the details when we do the numbers. All those holiday packages that are showing up on your doorstep or on store shelves don't just get there by themselves. You know, logistics people, the art and science of getting supplies along the chain to where they need to be and when. That is today's installment of Conversations from the Corner Office. We're expecting you. Won't you have a seat? Ready to go to work? Andrake is the CEO of DSC Logistics. It's not far from Chicago, Illinois, a company founded by her father in 1960, a very different time for women in the American workforce. And thanks for coming on the program. Thank you. Tell me, would you, uh, first of all, what DSC Logistics does? It's, it's supply chain management, which you hear a lot about, but I'm not sure anybody really grasps. Well, well, thank you for asking. And, uh, and you're right, it's uh, not well known. Uh, but our company works with large Fortune 500 companies to design and plan and execute their supply chain in the U.S. A good company example might be the Smucker Company. Oh, jam, it's a well-known brand. Yes, of course. J- jams and jellies and coffee and these days dog food. Ah, it's well, a, a lot bigger than you might know, but they would they manufacture their product and send it to us in our giant uh, distribution centers around the country. We then um, put it away, um, organize it, uh, get ready for orders, and then process their orders and uh, send it on its way to Walmart or a wide variety of places where consumers can buy the product. Do you remember what it was like in business when your dad founded this company? Uh, Yes. Uh, I never thought about going into the business ever, um, even as a young adult, because women didn't do those things. So I think, you know, changing the whole paradigm around women's business leadership is is really important. Uh, it also was not acceptable for women. I remember going to a golf business golf outing once, and you know it was pretty clear that the women didn't have the same uh, same rules, same partners, same whatever as the men. You know, we were sort of like the the last folks that went out with the secretaries. So, hmm. I think things have changed uh, a lot, but we need to crack through the top. Um, I want to talk a little bit about this this new project you're involved with. It's called Paradigm for Parity. Explain that a little bit. Um, it's a coalition of women business leaders, and what we're focused on is a five-point action plan for companies that will help them achieve women's leadership uh, over time and gives them a roadmap for how to begin to make a difference on uh, the whole aspect of women's leadership. As a woman who's been uh, in corporate leadership for, yeah, what now, 20-something years. Um, That's right. Uh, yeah. Um, why do you think it's been so hard? I think a lot of it is the way it's been. 
I think it's also because basically men are in the powerful positions in business and government today, so it's not easy to move into those arenas. But I also think one of the biggest causes is really unconscious bias. How do you get it out in the open so it can be discussed and talked about and be okay to talk about the differences between the way women and men perceive things and between the way men and women perceive leadership? Is your experience as a as a, a female CEO different today in 2016 than it was in 1994? Oh, it's definitely different today than it was in, in 1994. I think there is more acceptance of women business leaders. There was a time when I would go to conferences and customer meetings. I'd be the only woman in the room, and it was sort of lonely. Yeah. When you look at the numbers at the top, C-level jobs, yeah. board-level jobs, it's still very much a white dominated male group so we really want to figure out what